0: Hippocrates is considered to be the father of medicine and is famously quoted as saying, first do no harm. But Andrew Taylor still had unwittingly done harm, and he had seen harm done, had personally performed and seen flagrant abuses of the human body in the name of treating patients and their diseases. Howdy everybody, this is Dr. Lynn Phillips with Osteopaths on Air. This is episode number six, The Birth of Osteopathic Medicine, in our series, The Life and Times of Andrew Taylor Still, the father of osteopathic medicine. <music> A.T. Still, like all other American physicians in the mid 19th century, practiced a disease oriented type of medicine and used the limited, traditional methods available at the time. Methods like purging, bleeding, scalding, treating a fever with a fever, and using massive doses of drugs, drugs intended to produce effects opposite of the disease in question. However, the results were often tragic. Medicine at the time was in an astonishingly primitive state. After all, the germ theory had not yet even been proposed by Dr. Louis Pasteur. That didn't happen until 1865. In addition to practicing this primitive style of medicine, A.T. Still had experienced a series of tragic events in his own personal life, and most of those had ended with morbid outcomes. The vast majority of these events, he attributed to the sorry state of medical practice at the time, and it caused him to even question the way that medicine was being practiced. Therefore, he endeavored to discover a better, more scientific process of treating patients. After years of introspection, study, and experimentation, he managed to develop an entirely new philosophy of the practice of medicine. He called it osteopathic medicine. His philosophy was based upon a patient-centered, holistic approach to medicine, including the fact that a physician should treat the patient, not just the disease. Secondly, it should be incumbent that a physician should study prevention as well as the cure. He stated, To find health should be the object of the physician, for anybody can find disease. A doctor's purpose should be to keep people well, not merely treating them after they become sick. Next, he realized the human body has the innate ability to heal itself, and he surmised. The body has its own natural chemicals and drugs, needed to, and in ample amounts, to heal itself, as well as its own immune system. Therefore, the human body has its own restorative and healing power. You cannot treat only one part of the human body, for disease in one part of the body affects all other parts. And finally, because of his study of the neuromusculoskeletal system, he deduced that musculoskeletal derangements were the cause of many ailments. He proposed that by using what he described as osteopathic manipulative therapy or the proper process of applying pressure to an area of dysfunction, he could aid the body's own restorative processes. The process consisted of applying pressure and reestablishing motion to an affected area of dysfunction. He concluded that, The prescription of restoring normal and proper functioning of the neuromusculoskeletal system is the process of allowing the body to begin its own healing process. With these novel new concepts in mind, he launched a new profession, the practice of osteopathic medicine. The results were positive. In fact, they were phenomenal. Dr. Still was eager to share his successes with colleagues, but their response was incredibly disappointing, akin to the disdain and resentment that had been directed to earlier medical pioneers. Dr. Still commented on his rejection. I do not understand. My desire that mother doctors freely use what I have found valuable is received as an offense by the medical community. In fact, I have been punished with belittling ridicule. Now, most persons might have retreated from such insults, feeling crushed and utterly defeated. But not Andrew Taylor Still. He was undaunted. Dr. Still took the only route available to him. He traveled from town to town, giving demonstrations on a one-to-one basis, or when he happened to be more fortunate, to as many as would look and listen. His success was almost immediate, and by word of mouth his reputation spread quickly. By using a soft hand and a gentle touch, he became known as the hands-on doctor. He became so renowned and his practice so large, he was unable to treat all the patients that came to him for help. Something had to be done, and he would take to the road once again to persuade other doctors that there was more to offer their sick patients than puking, purging, blistering, and burning. But, alas, again, he found little interest from other practicing physicians to learn his new techniques. The ever-increasing amount of patient care being delivered soon outstripped the capabilities of Dr. Still, and so he turned to his sons for help. He became their preceptor, just as his own father had guided him. He trained his sons to practice osteopathic medicine. During these two decades, thousands of patients were restored to health And the popularity of osteopathic medicine grew dramatically. But the process of dissemination was much too slow to suit the inspired doctor. Therefore, he elected to embark upon another ambitious endeavor to establish his own medical school, so that he and his sons could educate and train a number of physicians to the advances in the practice of osteopathic medicine. It was there in a two-room schoolhouse that 21 medical students began their study. Dr. Still, who had always been a proponent of equality, insisted the first class consisted of five women and 16 men, two of which were black. Although many colleagues insisted the new school grant the conventional doctor of medicine degree, Dr. Still was insistent that his system represented a noteworthy departure from and an improvement over the current medical philosophy and methodology, and so he insisted there be a new degree which would reflect the advancement and accentuate rather than diminish the difference. The new degree was Doctor of Osteopathy. This is Dr. Lynn Phillips with Osteopaths on Air, sponsored by the Oklahoma Osteopathic Association. And I'd like to invite you to join us next time for the conclusion of the life and times of Andrew Taylor Still, the father of osteopathic medicine. The final episode is entitled, A fight for survival.